Welcome to the Geek Explorer Not Off Topic Debrief. I'm John Williams. And I'm Ben Robinson. And uh, welcome to the show. Uh, we're going to chit chat about some stuff and uh, not spoil the new Spider Man movie. Yeah. And uh, yeah, let's get rolling. Uh, how you doing, John? I'm doing great. Hey, let's get rolling. It, it's, uh, it's nine to five on your drive on uh, K101.7. Um, no, I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm really tired. Very, very, very busy. Way behind on my Christmas shopping. Um, but I'm breathing. So things are, are looking up. I was going to ask if you're ready for Christmas, but it sounds like you're not. Oh, fuck no. Not at all. I mean, this is fairly normal for me. I usually don't do my shopping until the last minute. And um, this year is no exception. I've moved to doing almost everything online. Yeah. I find that makes it much easier to do. But I went out to a few stores yesterday with Haley to kind of finish up. She didn't pick anything for her mom yet, and so she had to go do that. And uh, I have to finish making something for my wife. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like I I think we've pretty much gotten the kid taken care of. We we were sort of doing things, you know, on our own. So I th- I think she's gonna have a a good Christmas. Lots of shit to open up. That's the important part, man. Like fucking yeah. I'd be fine if me and the wife got each other nothing. Honestly, I'm, I'm really feeling the same way these days. Um, Angelina had told me what she had planned for me circumstantially through, through a conversation we were having. Like it it came up naturally. It wasn't like a, she couldn't hold it in. Like she likes creating surprises. surprises. Yes. Yeah. Cause I was like, I I don't know how much she liked. Yeah. I bet she'd like to be surprised, but, um, but she likes to surprise me, but then all of a sudden I'm like trying to match this thing because it's pretty fucking killer. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do. And I was like, to be honest, like I get joy out of her getting joy. So I'm trying to find something that will just bring her joy. And I'm be like, don't worry about me. I don't know. I don't want things anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, I want things, but they all cost, you know, $10,000. They're <laughs> not the kind of things that someone's going to get you for Christmas. Yeah. Like, like if I wanted art supplies or some comic books, I'm going to buy those. I buy those all year long. So it, it, yeah, exactly. Like the kind of things that are appropriate for someone to buy you are the kind of things that you just buy when you're an adult, when you need them. Yeah. Like I'd like to have a tractor and I'd like to have like a nice big shop, but both of those things are tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. And, uh, it's not a Christmas present. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. If somebody wants to give me like a, uh, $25 gift card to A1 Comics or, or Blick Art Materials, I'll spend it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't need somebody going out and getting me a sketch pad. I've got plenty of those myself. But I'm, I'm gearing up because you know, I got a busy work week. Work on the comic is uh, I'm, I'm trying to get as much done as possible because holy shit, did my November uh, not work out the way I wanted it to. And then folks are coming into town, both mine and Angelina's. Oh boy, this is going to be a scene. Food fight. <laughs> um, so want to talk about things? Yeah, sure. Did I miss something? You didn't ask me how I was doing, John. Well, <laughs> I interjected. We're oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, like I thought about that for a second. I was like, no, Ben's talking about his Christmas. Like we're fine. Yeah. How are you doing, Ben? I'm better now that you asked. Are you sure? <laughs> You're looking pretty butthurt over there. Like you, like you just sucked on a lemon or something. Was just thinking about all the times you gave me shit for forgetting to ask you. <laughs> it's not so easy when you come second, is it? Oh, no shit. <laughs> all right. Did you see that, uh, that trailer 
for uh, I saw a few trailers. Which one are you talking about? The unbearable weight of massive talent. The movie that you've talked about, where Nick Cage is playing Nick Cage. Have I talked about that? Yeah, you brought it up once. Oh, wait, maybe not on the show. Maybe it was when we were doing one of a thousand other shows while we were promoting our Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah I just watched that trailer today, and uh, it looks Nick Cage as fuck. Yeah, I'm I'm in. It's got it's got Neil Patrick Harris and Javier Bardem and and. Javier, no, Bardem, not, not Javier uh, Bardem, Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal, yeah. The Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah, and he's going to pay Nick Cage a million dollars to do his birthday because he's a giant fan, and then uh, hijinks ensue. Looks like they do some drugs and something happens. <laughs> I don't know. It looks yeah. ridiculous. Uh, it looks better than Prisoners of the Ghostland, which is his latest movie uh, that I didn't really like. That was that samurai one I was talking The samurai yeah. western one I brought up. I watched it, and uh, it's okay. It's not as good as I was hoping it would be. Hmm. It's meant to be confusing, but that doesn't make it good. Like just just because you are trying to, you know, if a filmmaker wants to be really obtuse and symbolic, doesn't necessarily make something good. Uh, he's just like going heavy on metaphor and shit. I think so. I'm assuming that's what he's doing. I didn't understand what any of the metaphors were. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's okay. If, uh, if you want to watch Nick Cage get one of his balls blown out, uh there was an opportunity there for you hey spoilers <laughs> can't ruin ball blowouts before we see the movie um what other trailers did you see the sonic the hedgehog 2 trailer oh shit came out and uh it looks fucking sonic as hell yeah yeah it's got tails it's got knuckles it's got uh robotnik back you know as you know jim carrey as robotnik but looking like you know like at the end of did you see the first one yep at the end when he's got the mustache and and the bald head. Yep. Uh, yeah, he's like that from the get-go. Like, this looks like the Sonic movie I was hoping for the first time. Oh. Uh, now, did it look like it all takes place on Earth, or...? Yes. Yeah, he, yeah. Robotnik makes his way back to Earth, but it references Chaos Emeralds. Okay. And uh, Tails has the most irritatingly accurate voice for that Son character. Son of a bitch. I fucking hate that guy so much. Yeah, which, and his voice makes me hate him, and uh, that's appropriate, because that's the way that character's supposed to be. I doubt they would ever play it like this, but I wish they would play it as if everyone hated Tails in the movie. <laughs> Except for Sonic. No, nah, I'd be okay with Sonic hating him, too. He's eating a chili dog at one part in, the, oh, in there, okay. so I mean, like, they're going whole hog on the Sonic thing, and uh, I think that's the right choice. I hope they make their way back to his original homeworld at some point, because that, that was one of the high points of the movie, even though it was only like, I don't know, 45 seconds or some shit that he was running around in that world. Like, I want to see that on screen. I want to see the, what it, uh, it wasn't Green Hill Zone, Emerald Zone, I think in the first one, Emerald something zone. Yeah. The very first with, one. With the music. Yeah. The Sonic music. Yeah. I mean, I think that would have been really cool if they did like a, hey, Robotnik's back at your home world, fucking shit up. He turned all the animals into robots. Well, yeah, because in, in the... And then he has to go back and save them. In the end of the first one, he was in a different yeah. world or like dimension yeah. or some shit. So I think it would have been cool if he had to go back to save his world or save that world, even if it's not his, from uh, Robotnik. Uh, yeah. But they also didn't put Jim Carrey in a giant round fat suit, which is probably a good call, but... <laughs> <laughs> if it was actually like egg shaped yeah. with skinny little legs coming out that would be pretty funny i mean he he went from robotnik to dr eggman yeah which uh i never liked i like the i like robotnik a lot better casual show john uh, yeah casual yeah show. so so if uh, if you've got your your geek exploration bingo cards out go ahead and mark ben's phone goes off 
Hey, I'm a popular man. In an a unbelievable uh, display of unprofessional. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, you pay me, I'll be professional. <laughs> well, speaking of Sonic, I saw that they are putting out a open world Sonic game. Now, you are known to the listeners of this show to not be a fan of Sonic the Hedgehog. Would things change with an open world Sonic adventure? No, no pun intended on the old Dreamcast Sonic adventure. What does uh, that mean? What would you do in an open world Sonic game? Like the, the whole game, I mean, at least the traditional Sonic games were basically racing down a path. I mean, any of them. You're racing down a path. Now, there's divergent paths here and there, but... Go from start to finish as fast as possible. Yeah, so how do you do that in the open world? Is it like, does it turn into like a, like a burnout paradise or a Forza game where like you, you know... You pull up to a stoplight and you have to, and you have like a race from point A to point B or? I don't know, man. What does that mean? I mean, the idea of being able to run really fast and jump over shit in an open world sounds more fun. Yeah. Like in a game like Forza, just like taking off and like plowing through a field and finding some crazy jump is fun. So maybe that would be more fun in a Sonic game, but I'm not sure where the Sonic gameplay comes in at that point. Yeah. I mean, I'd give it a shot, I guess, but... Yeah, no kidding. It almost seems like like they'd have to set it up like a uh, like a Spider-Man 2 for original Xbox where you have to, like, trigger missions if you wanted to yeah. do something with purpose, which, I mean, I, 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 I guess that could be fun as long as the missions themselves are fun. I mean, I'm going through GTA 4 right now, which is essentially the same thing. I want to <laughs> drive down the streets of Algonquin real fast. It's essentially the same thing as a Sonic open world. It'll just be GTA 4 with, uh, Son- with you know, Sonic. Hopefully you instead. can control them better and you're not sliding all over the place like those fucking cars, man. That <laughs> physics engine is uh, is cool, but it's, uh, it's a little whack. I mean, I, I imagine I could see, like, triggering a mission and it's like, oh, no, Robotnik's fucking up this thing over there. Yeah. And you have to, like, run and get there super fast and then fight him like a boss fight at the end. You know, it'd pretty much be that. But I mean, I guess that also kind of smacks of like the Superman Returns game. And that scares me. Yeah. I mean, not being a big Sonic fan, I kind of, you know, the game's just not for me, but I understand what makes it good. And the thing is, a good Sonic game lives or dies on good level design. And an open world is, I don't know if antithetical is the right word, but uh, it is not, is a tough thing to do good level design in. Yeah, yeah, they don't serve the same purpose. Yeah, it's a very you know, different feel. And, and the idea of just making this thing open world strikes me as unnecessary and like trend chasey. Maybe someone at uh, Sonic Studios, I don't remember who actually makes that game. We could just say Sega. Yeah, has a, uh, you know, had an inspired idea about a really cool concept for a Sonic open world game. And it wasn't some studio exec being like, Sonic! But open world. Figure that out, developers. (laughs) You know what kids love? Open world games. Yeah, I want Far Cry, but Sonic. Yeah. Like, oh boy, I don't know about that. I don't know, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, So, I got some uh, spacey science news. Ooh, Dan, are you listening? (laughs) I don't think we've really had anything since uh, Dan (laughs) told us he wanted to hear I I feel so bad. I mean... (sighs) Nothing, like, I've I've been looking, and it's like nothing has really struck me. It was like, yeah, that would be a cool thing to bring to the show. Yeah. A few things have, and I've been like, well, that... I don't know. Like, it didn't seem like it would be necessarily an interesting conversation. Yeah, it would be hard to, to do an episode on quasars. Or like yeah. Saturn's rings. So uh, uh, a DARPA-funded study. What's DARPA? DARPA is the Defense 
something, research, something, something. It's like... Defense, action, research... Uh, penis alpha. Person. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. But uh, I... I I don't remember, but they, uh, but they're like the research arm of the military. Okay. Like they're the ones that, uh, like research, you know, they, like they would be the ones that would develop, uh, like ed 209. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if anyone was going They're making to. those creepy headless robot dogs. Yeah. They've been working on like exoskeletons for us soldiers so they could carry more shit and move faster and stuff. Yeah. Like day after tomorrow kind of shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. A study basically claimed that uh, for the first time they have uh, created a very, very small scale, but they've created a warp bubble similar to uh, the one that was uh, postulated by uh, who's his face, uh, Al Cubier, like the Al Cubier drive. I think we talked about that on the space episode where it's like a theoretical idea of how you could travel faster than light. Mm-hmm. by having a drive that creates a field around your ship that compresses space-time in front of you and expands it behind you. So your ship could be moving close to the speed of light in the bubble, but due to the compression of space in front of it, you're actually moving through space from, the, you know, from an outsider's perspective faster than the speed of light. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the problems with this, you know, with his basic equations that you needed, like, negative energy, which may or may not exist. And, that does sound familiar. Yeah, and you would need enough, you would need, like, the amount of energy and mass that uh, of, like, Jupiter to uh, to do it. So, uh, it, like, it was, you know, it's like, it, theoretically it works, but... Yeah, we're a couple years away from that. Yeah. So what, what they were doing, though, is on, a, on, like, a super, like, nanoscale, they created a one micron sphere that appeared to create like a, a little warp bubble around it using um these little plates uh it's it's the casimir effect it's basically like plates that are super close together and as waves kind of go through them like they, they're not able to like propagate properly i don't really fully understand but they're not able to propagate between the gap and it creates it basically creates a negative energy field between the gap and so you know they were able to line a bunch of those up and create enough of a, a negative energy field to it that it uh, it basically made like a little nanoscale warp bubble in a very lab type situation on a very small scale. It's cool that they did that. Like I mean, yeah. you know, they just got to scale it up to like an entire ship now. Um, yeah, Earth two. Here we come. And I guess it was done by Harold White, who was like the guy that like rewrote the formula. Like the, the there was like big gaps in the problems with Al Boop. Alcubierre. <laughs> I've never been able to say his name right. Alcubierre. But uh, it, like he had some, you know, insurmountable things in his thing. And I guess Harold White, you know, a decade ago went through and said, actually, you know what? If we do this and this and this, it might work. And so he's the guy like leading the study up. So he's like the warp drive dude. And uh, they're making progress. Um, I, I guess the big hitch in the giddy up is that it's on such a tiny scale that it's really like it's mostly quantum forces that are creating this stuff. And uh, they famously don't get along well with like Einsteinian Newtonian physics. Uh-oh. You know, it's like the the whole, there's no unified theory of quantum physics and you have like big stuff physics and they don't quite talk to each other yet. Hmm. So we just got to crack that nut and uh, we'll be warping all over the fucking yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. We need some quantum mania up in here. Yeah. We'll be time traveling like Kang. Man, that was heavy. Yeah, no, I mean it's it, it's a neat one. Like uh, warp speed travel is what would change 
humanity. You know, like that's what we would need to make ourselves a multi-planetary, you know, like a galactic species. Yeah. Is some sort of a placeholder drive. <laughs> to <laughs> yeah. reference oh, shit. Aliens. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's ours. Well, uh, I guess from from the from the heights of humanity's dreams and ambitions, uh, I'm going to bring you a headline that's from the opposite end. Uh, <laughs> so there's a reality star named uh, Stephanie Maddow. That is she, the opposite. Yeah, end. yeah. Oh boy. Uh, she was on. She I think first made her splash on 90 Day Fiance. I mean, she's a beautiful woman. I saw all sorts of pictures of her in this article. But would you uh, would you believe that she made four hundred and ninety thousand dollars in one month? Wait, no, I should set it up differently. This isn't whether or not you believe. This is fact. She made four hundred and ninety thousand dollars in one month selling what? Oh Christ! I mean, I know there was that uh, that lady that sold like her bath water. Yes, there was that. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow did her uh, her, vagina her vagina candles. candles. Oh God. Um. I don't know her uh, her butt kerchiefs. She she kept a <laughs> handkerchief between her butt cheeks for a day and then sold those. <laughs> you know, according to this article, I mean that that wouldn't have surprised me. She said she got all sorts of weird requests, like <laughs> dirty bras and panties and stuff. Uh, no, she decided to start jarring up her farts. That's awesome. Yeah, a beautiful ladies fart in a jar. I mean, yep. That's uh, you know, the funny thing would be if it was like. Her husband's farts, and she's just like jarring up whatever farts she can find <laughs> and selling them to these lonely fucking losers. Yeah, no. Apparently, sometimes she'll throw a little uh, little flower petal in there just for a personalized touch. Or fuck yeah. that, she's ruining the fart. <laughs> I know, but I mean, I guess the thing is, if you buy this fart, like, is it so you can have it forever? Like, are you a weirdo oh, no, who just gonna, wants to have a jar? No, of, you're a jar open fart? that shit up and just yeah, breathe deep yeah, just take like a. Big old sniff. Because you're a fucking psychopath. <laughs> yeah. $490,000 in one month selling jarred farts. Good for her. How much were they going for each? Uh, you know, because, let, me, uh, uh, let me check the article. Uh, you know, I don't know what you'd have to eat to have 490,000 farts in a month. So it was more than a dollar. Apparently she just eats uh, lots of beans and fibrous stuff and sits there and reads until the farts are ready to go. What a fucking life. <laughs> Let's see Stephanie Maddow fart price. I think that I think that that, that Google search should get me there. You're gonna be on a list now, John. I don't give a shit. I'm on all sorts of lists. <laughs> are they like? Is she still selling them? Can like you go and buy one now? I would imagine so. Because if they are, send me the link. I'm putting that in the show notes just in case uh, any of our fans are psychopaths. I've just got a lot of. Um, there's a lot of articles telling the story about it, like. There's one from, you know, saying like she made a hundred K there's one saying she made 90 K selling her farts in a jar, but it, yeah. Cause it was a headline. Anytime she made any amount of money on this. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's a joke. How do I buy a fart <laughs> from is jarredfarts.com a thing? If it's not, I'm buying the domain. <laughs> Apparently it's a big industry. Oh, it's not. No, I don't want to join your fart jars Discord. I just, I just, <laughs> I just want to know how to buy a fucking fart jar. Oh, shit. I'm on it. W one cent a year to buy jarredfarts.com. Oh, oh, I see. <laughs> I mean, one cent. Please do. Yeah, how, how could I not take that? Oh, boy. 
Do we change the name of our podcast to Jarred Farts? Jarred Farts. Jarred Farts the podcast. I don't know, man. She made almost half a million in a month selling her farts. That is insane. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really doesn't have anything to do with geek culture or anything relevant or important at all. But I saw that headline on a Facebook thing. I was just like, oh, man, it's got farts. Like, it, it belongs on our show. This is wild. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that. Like, I wonder if there are people out there. Well, I'm sure there are. But, like, I don't know if there's the market out there for, like, people who collect farts from, from people. But it takes me back to um, the uh, the movie Three Men and a Little Lady when uh, when Steve Gutenberg, the Goot's, talking about uh, summer camp. And he, and he says he shared a cabin with a guy who collected farts. And I always wondered, like... Are they his own? Are they somebody else's? Yeah, I always wondered what it was. Like, how do you, how do you jar up a fart? And, like, do you... I always just imagined, like a wooden shelf along his cabin, you know, where, where it's just a bunch of jars with farts in them. Yeah. What, what, so what criteria would you collect them by? Would it be like, would it be celebrity farts? Like here, this is Steve Martin's fart. I, or would it be like taco Tuesday? Like he collected it on a Wednesday. No, I don't like that. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't like the, the idea of like collecting it by smell or like type of food someone ate. Like here's yeah. all my broccoli farts. Here's that time I went to the lobster buffet. I think I regret bringing this up at all. <laughs> oh, this is this is gross. <laughs> oh boy. Um, okay, I'm going to change the subject quick. Then, uh, did you hear about the uh, the TV show coming to Disney Plus called Our Time? What's it got to do with farts, John? <laughs> um, did anyone fart in Goonies? I don't think so. I think there, there was burps. Oh. But uh, it's a uh, it's a TV series about a woman coming back to her hometown, and I believe she becomes a teacher. She decides to take three kids under her wing who uh, they, they have dreams and aspirations of being uh, filmmakers. And she decides to help them create a shot-for-shot remake of The Goonies. Oh. And apparently she bur- she's holding on to some secret. I don't know what that means. I don't know what the show's going to be, if it's going to be a family heartwarming show or if it's going to... You know, have some intrigue to it, but it's going to have some kids trying to recreate Goonies uh, shot for shot. That sounds interesting enough. We're never going to get a sequel. So uh, so the premise of the show is that the kids are trying to film like their own version of Goonies or like the events from Goonies are going to happen to these kids. No, yeah, they're going to try to make their own. Uh, from comicbook.com. In our time, after failing to make it in New York and carrying a heavy secret with her, Stella Cooper returns to her distressed automotive hometown to substitute teach. She finds inspiration, hope, and ultimately salvation when she agrees to help three students who are pursuing their filmmaking dreams by putting on an impossibly ambitious shot-for-shot remake of one of their favorite movies, The Goonies. Over the course of this season of uh, the potential series, their passion will inspire a town in desperate need of hope. In this love letter to the power of cinema, storytelling, and dreams. Interesting. Yeah, so maybe it won't be that exciting. It sounds sounds kind of lifetimey. Yeah. Uh, um, whatever. Goonies. Sean Astin will show up. You heard it here first. <laughs> I mean, I'll check out the first. Well, what 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 networks it on? Disney Plus. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I I have access to that, so I will. Sure, I'll check out the first episode. Yeah, why not? I don't have high hopes for it, but uh, what the hell? Yeah. If it sucks, I'll just go watch Goonies. Or Hawkeye. 
Have you watched any of that? I have not watched any Hawkeye. I've, I've, I've actually, I've heard good things about it, so it's on my list of things to do. Oh, I did get around to watching, like, the first eight episodes of Star Wars Visions, finally. Oh, shit, yeah. And most of them are pretty good. That's what I've heard. There was a couple that uh, I didn't like that much, but uh first one was super cool. Like, it was a good way to get you in there. It was, it was pretty rad. And no, for the most part, they are cool, interesting little, I mean, they're just little vignettes of things happening in the Star Wars universe with like a, an anime take on them. So they're pretty cool. There was one in particular that I did not like at all, about like these twins. Luke and Leia? No, like evil dark side twins on like conjoined Death Stars. It was okay, just, It just wasn't, it wasn't for me. I didn't like it. Okay. But everything else was great. I totally forgot about that. I meant to check it out. There's too much on TV. And There's then way too much. Angelina and I just end up sitting and watching fucking trash reality TV before bed. Like, I watched the first two episodes of Hawkeye. She fell asleep, like, at the beginning of the second one. So I was like, okay, watch the second one so we can watch the rest. Meanwhile, like, episode six is about to come out, and she still hasn't done that. Like, I've, I've, I've meant to just abandon watching it with her and just continue on my own because... All these spoilers have come to me, and I wish I could have not, uh, I wish they could have not been spoiled for me, let's say. Oh, yeah. That's fair. Okay, well, I can proudly say that I have purchased jarredfarts.com. <laughs> and, uh, and if you go there, it will redirect you to geeksplorationpodcast.com. Oh, man. Well, the big question is, do we start selling jarred farts? I mean, you know what? I've, I've got lots of them. I mean, not jars, but... I'm a flatulent guy. We, we, we could put them up there. If someone buys one, I could put that order together real quick. Yeah. I, like, I don't need to start production now. I mean, it's a, I, production on demand, not a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we've sold any t-shirts. Who's going to buy our farts? I got to tell you, I'd be pretty sad if our farts sold better than t-shirts. Well, uh, <laughs> let us know, listeners. Uh, write us or uh, at uh, email at geeksplorationpodcast.com or any of the social medias or call us at 916-ORC-TURD. Let us know if you would like to buy a jarred fart. Man, I think Angelina would have a big problem with the, uh, with the production process of that. Really? Why? I just She would just be turbo grossed out by it well yeah the, the I, I particulates mean, and I, i'd like, be grossed out by the fact that somebody was buying it and god knows what they want to do with it but whatever goes into the jar doesn't go into her nose yeah but now the uh the your, your judgment just cost us our first few orders people were interested until you until you <laughs> insulted them i did something interesting this week what's that you know that game limbo that we loved i do know that game limbo. did you know that that company whose name escapes me made another game i mean i would presume so they usually don't just give up after the first one especially when it's successful yeah and and you know after angelina and i played through limbo probably a couple of years ago we were looking for other games that would scratch that same itch well it turns out they made another game that is not entirely dissimilar i played the demo for it because i you know it's it's a 20 dollar game you know, it's it's hard to to just buy a random downloadable game that's not you know like some huge thing especially for when 20 bucks like i have game pass and i've got like 150 games that are free ostensibly yeah so to pay for one i mean it definitely makes it tougher yeah and if it, if this game were 10 bucks they they would have my money immediately um you know like even limbo itself like i loved limbo but i still don't think it's a 20 dollar game you know it's it's an independent uh 
you know, little adventure game. Like it's, I don't know. Hey, Maybe I'm just being seems, cheap. Does twenty dollars seems about right for a, a good indie game? Seems like fifteen would be would be the top. I don't know. What the fuck do I know? I'm well, not. I'm no fucking gamer. A lot of work goes into those games, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, if we can only charge five bucks for a comic, fuck you. Yeah, no shit. That ain't uh, four four bucks worth of work. <laughs> Probably is a lot more. But this game's called Inside, and you are once again a boy escaping uh, or escaping and trying to stay alive or, or trying to figure out a mystery of some kind. But this one actually has color. And like in the, in this game, you start off as a boy who's like escaping from some sort of like facility and people, and they're like people with trucks and flashlights and dogs like out to kill you and guns. They've got guns too. Oh shit. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty gnarly when you, uh, when, when they get you. You know, like you, Do they, I got, yeah, they kill I got you, it. They yeah. straight up kill you. I mean, Limbo had some pretty solid child death scenes. Oh, I loved it. And it was so silhouette, you know, driven and like, like, you know, something would chomp on you and your head or like you'd get in a bear trap and your head would just fall off. Yeah. Or the fucking giant spider leg would just completely impale you. Yeah. Yeah. And this one, I mean, there's a dude that like grabs you and like chokes you to death. Uh, oh, shit. Dogs eat you. You get shot. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's pretty good. That's a gnarly facility, man. You should definitely escape from there. Yeah, but it it plays very similar, and like I feel fortunate to have played Limbo before, so I I understand how the how the game works. You know, like there's a pig chasing after you, and okay, you jump over it, turns back towards you, you jump over it. It's like okay, I need to lead this pig somewhere because it has to do something for yeah. me. Yeah, you know, there there's there's an internal logic to it. And um, there was a cool th- a cool part where, like, you jump up into this, like, light fixture-looking thing that a- apparently seems to be, like, a helmet, and all of a sudden you're, like, controlling people. Like, all of a sudden they, they like, stand up in the background, and-, and you control them with your control oh, stick cool. and get them to do something. And then so you you're, like, out. a kid then- with some sort of powers or something, you think? And that's why they're trying to kill you? That would not shock me at all. Neat. Yeah. It's called Inside? Yeah. Oh, cool. The, it, they've got a free demo, and it's pretty fucking slick. Like I, Angel, Angelina was. Uh, I played it on um, Xbox One. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, Angelina was creeped out, especially like we we started with her playing it, and like after the first like kill, she's like, eh, and I was like, okay, I'll do it. So like for me, it's like if if she and I are going to go through that like we did Limbo, I'll buy the game. But if it's just going to be me doing it on my own and she has no interest, I don't know. Like I, I I like puzzle solving with her you know like she she compliments me very well and like if i'm not thinking of of something a certain way then you know like having her brain there as well is usually um pretty useful is always pretty useful what am i saying usually yeah so like when you get stumped she's able to kind of help scoop you out of there so you don't get frustrated yeah yeah like we 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 compliment each other team yeah but um yeah it was a pretty cool game yeah i started playing uh finally uh hollow knight like I'd heard plenty of good things about Hollow Knight, and it's on Game Pass right now, and uh, it is a solid Metroidvania, man. It is good. Yeah, yeah, it is very well done. Um, uh, like they 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 do like the map system and some of the other stuff in it a little differently, and I think it's very cl- it's very clever and uh, not new at all. I think that game's like five years old. I don't know how it. I heard about it a lot and never played it, and. Uh, so, uh, but it's on Game Pass, and uh, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it so far. I'll go check it out. Um, well, I guess I've only really got one more thing. People who have listened to this show for a little while 
know of my love for the Mexican pizza. <laughs> yes, I, I can't imagine they, they wouldn't know that. And your fair indifference towards it. Yep. Uh, so last night, I decided I'm going to make my own Mexican pizza. I had looked up a couple, uh, couple of recipes just to sort of get a general idea of it. And I went out and bought my ingredients. I, I bought Taco Bell brand uh, beans. I bought Taco Bell seasoning for my beef. I even did what what one YouTube uh, cooking show suggested, and I I like blended my my beef to make like oh. the, the like sloppy beef. Mine was a bit more like pate than you I expected. You mixed like cardboard and yeah, they too they do put in like oat flour and stuff like that. But no, I just I just made some 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 beef and uh, ground it up. I baked some tortillas. I, I did like an, an enchilada sauce with tomato puree and a little Taco Bell sauce and uh, some cheese and tomatoes. And I even added green onions because fuck Taco Bell for taking them away uh, after their E. coli thing. Green onions make most things better. Yeah, it was very tasty. Didn't taste exactly like it. It was a, it was a bit more dense. I don't know how to get that like thin, crispy wafer tortilla like they have on the Mexican pizza. But it was good. And then, after all that last night, Angelina found an article that said Taco Bell is bringing back that fucking Mexican pizza <laughs> in March or April of 2022. Um, no no word as to whether it's going to be permanent or not, Because, but they, they better not fucking McRib me with this shit. I am so excited. I can't wait to eat a Mexican pizza again. Uh, I'm very happy. And if you want a good Taco Bell experience... Go to the one in Sacramento off of uh, Highway 50 in Fulton, right on uh, College Oak or whatever that is. I had some earlier today, and everything was just, it was made right. The correct answer would be, like, dream. And just just hope that that's actually a thing you could find somewhere. What, Taco Bell made right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) No, that that place did everything well. Every tortilla tasted tasted fresh. Everything was exactly as it should have been. It It was made with care. And fast. I don't know. What else you got? Um, I mean, the only other thing I got, I, I got a new game, like a like an RPG game mm-hmm. called uh, Morkborg. I got mm-hmm. the book in the mail recently. I've, I've been wanting it for a while. It is, uh, it is grimdark to the extreme. What? Like a, like a grimdark RPG is like, you know, it's like a dark, you know, world. Death is everywhere. For, you know, it's just like a, a gnarly doom and gloom kind of rpg you know not like a like 2021 america (laughs) zing uh way worse it is just a lovely little book like it's i don't know what this cover is but it's got this like texture that feels like human skin feels like it's bound in human skin the fuck does that even mean like it feels almost like leather it's like i think it's some sort of like plastic matte smooth binding but like when i held it my hands i was like oh oh that feels like it's all right, I'm coming like a, around to your booth. I feels need to like feel it. Feels like it's a skin book. It's got like a little bit of texture to it. Look, it feels just like my skin book. Oh wait, yeah, it's 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 like that. It's like that satin finish, like similar. Oh no, that that one's not as. It's yeah, it's no. it's like a little grippy. It's like a rubber satin finish. Yeah. 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 I I, I like things that. that I... Yeah, it feels really nice, but like I really am excited to play this game. Um, it's described as a doom metal album of a game, a spiked flail to the face. So is it an actual, like, like tabletop RPG game? Yes. Oh, cool. So it's got, like, all these tables for, like, different things that you can have in it. Mm-hmm. 
Like here, like the uh, occult treasures. Like number one is an ashed gray ring, a finger width wide that all that passes through it is obliterated. So oh it's shit! Like, it's like one of the things you could find. It's like oh, a ring, and you put it on, and your finger's just gone. <laughs> That's fucked. Some of the traps. There's uh, one of them is fish hooks hanging at eye level. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> like, oh, where was it? There was one that I saw earlier today, like in one of the things that happens when, uh, like if you're, like if the arcane um, cataclysms, like if you roll a natural one on your, like uh, your, to cast a spell, one of the things that can happen if you fail on a spell is the earth decays around you like wet flesh. You sink three feet and cannot climb out without help clinging to you, screaming and biting are, are 1d4 translucent crayfish-like children with your face. Fuck right <laughs> off. Nope. <laughs> and it's full of awesome, horrific shit like that. Like, it's just a fucking nasty, you know, zombie fucking filled, you know, corpse hanging misery of a fucking R RPG where you're getting mutilated and your character will fucking die a horrible death guaranteed. And I am super excited to play this game. So, that's pretty. I mean, that's pretty cool. If anyone's down to play a game of Morkborg, uh, let me know. Hit I, you up. I will. I'm. I'm totally down to run a little one shot of this game. It's got a, like a little introductory adventure in the back of it, and uh, and so I'm totally down. If anyone out there in, uh, if any of you geek explorers want to play like a just an absolute horror filled grimdark rpg where you will die and i will kill you horribly <laughs> uh let me know it should be fun <laughs> um i guess the only thing i have left on my list is uh i saw an article talking about a uh, a docuseries coming to the roku channel called slugfest which is uh produced by our executive produced by the russo brothers that you know from uh marvel movies the avengers uh endgame and infinity war and the last two cap movies. Um, they are, uh, it's a docuseries about Marvel versus DC, like not just the event from the nineties, but just basically their rivalry throughout the years. And I think that sounds awesome. I think when you first mentioned this to me, I thought it was more like a, like, all right, which one's better. We'll determine that with this show. It's more of a history of their, uh, yes, their fight to be the top comic that is producer. exactly what it is oh that sounds more interesting yeah actually. oh yeah if it was actually like a episode by episode like let's see who's got the better heroes yeah. we'll rank them superman versus wolverine <laughs> like oh fuck <laughs> oh jeez. i mean although lately i've been wanting to read the the uh the 90s uh dc versus marvel crossover but you know those fucking books are expensive because they never go back into print Nobody can decide who gets what money for what. Fucking sons of bitches. Although there is a there is a call out there for uh, for them to put out another print run of the JLA Avengers crossover by Kurt Busiek and George Perez, and uh, and you know hook up the uh, the Perez family with some royalties from that. Yeah, they absolutely should. Yeah, I'd buy it, even though I I owned it recently and sold it. But I'm sure you could find a PDF of it. On uh, the high seas of the internet, uh, which... Oh, jeez, no shit. Which, uh, you know, I mean, and if they're not going to reprint the thing, fuck them. They're not losing any money then. Because if you were going to buy it, it'd be on the secondary market anyway. And yep. So no matter how you get it, the people who created it aren't getting any money. So uh, pirate the shit out of that. I totally forgot about that. Like, I mean, I'm not one, I'm not one that, that you know, has ever been a real internet pirate. Yeah. I, I never, I never uh, did the... 
what the fuck was, what's it even called? The torrent yeah. fucking thing back in the day. It, it, I'm just, I'm not that technologically uh, proficient anyway, but there is a site where it's like, if I can't find a comic and I really want to read it, like I'm going to go to this site and I'm going to read it. If your only option is either the secondary market or nothing, I mean, some stuff you can't find anywhere but that. I mean, you can't even find it on the secondary market. Yeah. Creators aren't getting the money for that anyway. Yep. So unless you want to keep it as a collectible, but if you just want to fucking read it, go yeah. for it. Yeah, that, that's sort of, uh, that's sort of where, I, where I come to it. It's like, if I wasn't going to read it any other way, then I'm going to check it out. Okay, how about recommendations? Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to recommend Spider-Man No Way Home. I don't think I need to recommend that to too many people because uh, I think most people are excited about it. Present company excluded. <laughs> <laughs> but I went and saw it this morning and uh, it was really fun. It was, it was, it was good. I, it, yeah, we're not going to spoil it because it's still too fresh. Yeah, we're not variety. <laughs> but, uh, you know, in my, a spoiler-free review, uh, it was more than I expected it to be. It was really good. Uh, like we'd talked about on the show, we we wanted to see Spider-Man be Spider-Man and not, uh, not you know, have his hand held by an older mentor, you know, either be it Tony Stark or Doctor Strange. And I was pleasantly surprised that that is, you know, that isn't what the movie is. Like he does get to kind of be his own. There's so much going on that he's he's very much still Tom Holland Spider-Man. He's not uh, you know, shocked by everything. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily. He's not that confident, full Spider-Man that we that we really want yet. But it didn't lean too hard in. Like it didn't. Tony Stark, Doctor Strange, and uh, I appreciated that. That's good. It has some good, very tasteful fan service in it. It doesn't go overboard. Uh, and uh, you should all go watch it. It's good. Yeah, I did not see the movie, but I went ahead and let Ben spoil a good bit of it. So. Eh, I don't feel like I'm losing out on anything. I'm, I, I think I'm gonna, I'll probably enjoy it more than the other two. From, it, it from what it sounds like, it is absolutely my favorite entry uh, of Tom Holland's Spider Men, Spider Man's movies. Uh, so I, it, it, it is, it, it, it's good. I like it. <laughs> there it is. You haven't actually said that in probably like two years. <laughs> That's true. I've uh, been trying to, to say something at least a little bit more interesting. It's your fucking catchphrase. Bart Simpson should still be saying, eat my shorts 32 years later. <laughs> or don't have a cow, man. Uh, but like I saw in Rotten Tomatoes, it's got a 99% audience rating and a 94% critics rating. Damn. It's yeah, doing is, well. Yeah, that is higher than I've seen for just about anything. Yeah. Um, let's see. Recommendation for me. I think I, I recommended this once years ago when we did our Christmas episode. Because I think it may have been my favorite use in pop culture. But... This last week, I read to, or last week and a half, I guess, took a couple nights off. I read to my kid the uh, comic book story Klaus by Grant Morrison and Dan Mora, which is a, it's a take on the origin of Santa Claus as if he were a, uh, like, superhero, adventure, demon slayer, whatever. Like, you know, the creation of Christmas and Santa Claus, um, or at least Christmas as we know it. And... I think that book is just the bee's knees. They did a they did a seven issue miniseries initially, and then for the next few years, they put out a uh, a new like special one shot, you know, oversized comic book. Um, they haven't done one in a couple of years now, which has really bummed me out. But Dan Moore has been really busy. He's pulling double duty, doing Once in Future for Boom, and then doing Detective Comics for uh, DC. In fact, 
they just announced he's doing a world's finest Superman and Batman with Mark Wade. And I nice. am just on cloud nine. He's my current favorite artist. So seeing him drawing Superman and Batman in one book, fuck. Oh, oof. Um, but yeah, Klaus is really good. Uh, go check it out. I just let Ben borrow my, uh, my trade. And if he ruins it, I'm going to ruin him. <laughs> um, it's a nice volume and I love it. Um, okay. Well, thank you, uh, kids and adults for joining in, uh, today. Uh, if you want to let us know anything, if you want, whatever, I don't know why, should I even set it up? I mean, like, have we, have we, have, we got one email, right? In over three years. I think we've gotten like three. Really? I don't know if that's so, true. Okay. Well, I can you, check. You I can never shoot del- us a line at, a, at any of them. Email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. You can find us on the social medias, Facebook, Geeksploration, the podcast page, Instagram, Geeksploration Podcast, or Twitter at Geeksplorepod. You can call us at 916-ORC-TURD. That's 916-O-R-C-T-U-R-D. And from what I understand, someone did. Yeah, we've got a voicemail. A voicemail? A voicemail. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. (laughs) So, uh, here, let's listen to it. All right. Hey, Ben. Hey, John. This is Eric from Houston again. Just wanted to say I, you know, took the plunge and made my first Kickstarter support with you guys. Yeah. I have that much confidence and optimism in you guys, and I think it looks like a great product, and I can't wait to be a part of it. Anyway, looking forward to that April ship date. You guys have a great time. I have the utmost confidence in you, and just keep on being you and entertaining the rest of us. Have a great one. Fuck oh, yeah. That's so sweet. Oh, oh. thank you, Eric. Uh, thank we, you, we, sir. We truly appreciate your support and the the kind supportive words. My goodness. Now the pressure's on. I know. Well, I mean, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I also have confidence in us. I mean, like, like I said, you know, my, my November got kind of fucked, so... I'm not as far along as I as I'd hope to be, but I'm I'm confident that that we'll still hit that date. Yeah. And uh man, that's it's nice hearing such support and like such a vote of confidence from from somebody who uh who actually, you know, like like you know, who we don't know. Yeah, time and yeah. money like he's investing in us. Like that's yeah. that's badass. That that warms my my soul right around the the right time of year. Thank you very much, Eric. I appreciate it. I, I mean, I heard we had a voicemail, and you did mention that it was Eric from Houston. I was like, fuck, what did I get wrong? What what did I say about rivers in Texas? Did ah. you talk shit about Texas again? <laughs> <laughs> if you enjoyed the show, um, buy Ben some bourbon so he can stutter. I mean, I'm awfully judgmental when I haven't had a bunch of vodka before the show. <laughs> but if you enjoyed the show, uh, drop us a review on uh, Podchaser or Apple Podcast. Uh, you can, um, we've got, uh, we've got jarred farts available at jarredfarts.com. <laughs> we don't yet, but uh, you know what? If you send us an email saying you want a jarred fart, um, I, I guess we'll do it. I mean, we have, I guess we're out of shame. Yeah, and I don't. I don't think we could have it out by Christmas at this point. If it if it dro- if this episode drops on Tuesday, I can have the fart out by Christmas. It might not get to you though. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, uh, we've got uh, more conventional merch available at shop.geeksplorationpodcast.com, and uh, we are part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. Our theme song is Celebration by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. See you later. Bye. 
Hello, Geek Explorers. My name is Jeremy, and I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind, a site dedicated to all things geeky, from video games to anime, D&D, board games, comics, and more. Since 2015, we've worked to provide fresh geek content and reviews weekly. A big part of our content expansion has been the creation of our very own podcast network, of which this very show has become a part of. If you're listening to this, chances are you need no introduction to the awesome commentary that John and Ben are serving up weekly on everything from Saturday morning cartoons nostalgia to recapping Disney's latest crazy announcements and much more. However, if you're looking for more podcasts to fill your commute, or maybe you have a new working from home arrangement, we've got a few other shows to spotlight that would be a great addition to any geek's media menu. First, there's Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a fantastic series that spotlights anime and manga, new and old. On Mondays, they review more recent releases, while Fridays are reserved for older titles. Anime not really your thing? How about comic books? Join Lance and Chris over at Comic Book Keepers as they discuss comic books, heroes, and their impact on our lives. Maybe you're a big Dungeons & Dragons fan. Well, I would invite you to join the Knights of the Rolled Table, a comedic and family-friendly audio drama featuring a cast of improv actors bringing their unique flair to D&D. Whatever your geeky interests, chances are we've got a podcast for you, and we're excited to offer convention access, giveaway content, and more as part of our partnership with Geek Exploration in the future. See you out in the Geekosphere.